Welcome to CTN, CIO Talk Network, with your host, Sanjo Gall. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are strictly those of the host, guests, and callers. Now, here's Sanjo Gall. Hello and uh, welcome to CTN. To learn more, please visit CIOTalkNetwork.com. And today's topic is Digital Enabled Wealth Management. So we have a very fast-changing market. We have global uncertainty. So what are the wealth managers able to do so that they can create real value for their very demanding customers? What are the financial institutions doing to leverage digital and provide the right kind of support, organizational support to these wealth managers, as well as give the backend support with research and decision-making and portfolio management and the risk management, which is needed for these rather demanding customers to feel comfortable, warm and fuzzy, and keep the confidence in their wealth manager so that you retain them as a customer. Not the easiest of the task, but somebody has to do it. And how are they doing? How are we going to exploit digital to take it to the next level in the wealth management discipline? I have with me Ram Nagapan, CIO for BNY Mellon Pershing. Hey, Ram, how are you? All right, good, good. Um, uh, doing great and uh, happy to be here. And uh, thank you for having me today. Beautiful. Thanks so much, Ram. And I also have Rob Zelinka, CIO for Jack Henry and Associates. Hey, Rob, how are you? Wonderful. And thank you for asking. I hope you are well and I appreciate the opportunity to join you today. Great to have you. Lovely going on here in Chicago. So let's jump right in. Um, So Ram, I'll start with you here. So wealth management customers were never less demanding. But What is changing or what has changed in the last year or two in terms of the expectations they have and what are the things which are required truly with where we are today to attract and to satisfy and to retain them? Yeah, so so it's a a good question, especially what changed last year, meaning 2020, everything got changed. Um, And... What has happened, especially the COVID-19 crisis and the pandemic, how they were dealing with their clients totally changed. I mean, I don't have to say everybody is working remote. So imagine the wealth manager, how they interact with their client and also working from remote, all changed. The good thing is uh, they were very good in embracing digital, meaning they are, they were having a lot of things, but all of a sudden, it came to them that they need to be almost 100% digital. So the acceleration, you know, sometimes, I mean, I'm a CIO. Did the CIO accelerate the implementation of digital or technology or the COVID-19 did? Think about it. I think, you know, in my honest opinion, I would give it to the COVID pandemic accelerated. it. So um, with that, it is about implementation of mostly remote first technology. You know, we, we talk about, you know, a mobile first, if you heard that term in technology, you know, when you build something, you know, you should build for mobile. Now it's remote first. You have to build th- something for remote. So all the wealth manager demand is, hey, I need to provide a unique experience to my client, 
digital experience to client. I also need to operate it. That's what is happening. And I just want to tell you one important thing, and then um, I, you know, I'll ask you more questions or Rob to add in here. Think about this, right? We heard about white glove service, right? You go to a big hotel and there's a, um, you know, people wait on you to do everything you need. Now, the wealth manager wants to provide white glove service to their client. And in this remote world, how would they provide that white glove service? Tell me. Yes, they can. And that's where the digital is going to help you because the system is going to tell them or the technology is going to tell them ahead of time where they need to do things like that. Like if you're, if you're driving a car, right? Many people, at least for me, I don't know whether how to check the oil, whether it's there manually, unless the indicator tells me I'm running out of oil or I should go for a service. That's how the white cloud is going to happen is the technology is going to tell the wealth manager what they should do at the right time so then they can get to their client and do the service. So, uh, Rob, when you look at from your vantage point as an organization which supports many of the financial services firm, but still I'm sure you're getting your ears on the ground and from a wealth management discipline perspective, do you see anything beyond what Ram shared or anything in addition to it? I do. Um, first, uh, Ram, uh, thank you for hitting the nail right on the head. Um, I, I look at it um, in simplistic terms. So first, uh, what is expected out of us as a solutions provider is reliability. Uh, so, uh, you know, as Ram had alluded to, there's a shift away from legacy or heritage technologies and, and a move to digital technologies. And for whatever that means, because that word digital means different things to different people, but it oftentimes means you, ha- you have a level of speed and agility that allows a business to drive the needs of its customer base. You cannot take your eye off the ball, though, on all of those legacy and heritage platforms. They have to run uh, with 100% uptime consistently. They have to be able to scale to support the changing needs of the business while you're essentially building your new platforms, your digital platforms. Because if you cannot get the legacy and heritage platforms right, you will not be trusted to provide the foundation to move a company, a customer forward with digital platforms. So uh, the, the last thing I'll say around digital, what used to take us months, if not years to accomplish is now being expected of us in weeks, if not days. And a great illustration of that is most recently, Jack Henry was principally involved in creating a foundation for the delivery of the PPP programs. And those are really very important programs uh, for people in need. And we literally had days to deliver a working product to the street so that our customers could essentially support their customers. So the time frame we have to get from point A to point B is very, very aggressive, which requires commitment. It also requires a level of courage. Uh, and it also uh relies heavily on your ability to make certain that all of the people that are driving those outcomes are working cohesively together, learning from one another, 
uh, etc. So th th those are the would be the only things I would add uh, to what Ram had said earlier. Yeah. So so Rob, adding to that <clears throat> stability and reliability, I can agree more. Especially if you remember 2020 March when the market went up. Like you know, imagine um, if you are not available, the wealth manager, how they would feel. So yes, um, the this the first thing they all demand is you need to be up and running and servicing all the time. It'll be nice to have lots of cool things and everything, uh, but uh, I think reliability, stability, performance, um, always on, anywhere access is a key for a wealth manager. So, of course, you know, the people have become more demanding for sure, or rather more concerned that whether my money will be uh, well invested and frankly some people will be reasonable to say frank uh, the, the the wealth management company cannot pull up, pull miracles but at the same time they somehow implicitly expect you to do so so just you doing something timely no that is a servitude that is great but wealth managers say okay you come to me in a split second response that's great but i don't want you to mess around with my funds how do you deal with that, Ram? <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a very interesting question. Think, right? When the wealth manager makes money for you, I think you will be forgiving, in my opinion, for on many other things. <laughs> that is for sure. Because, see, you know, why do you want a wealth manager? Think about it. Some people will say, oh, I preserve your wealth. Meaning, my view is, why would I give... Uh, wealth manager, my money to preserve their wealth. I want him to make more money. So the, the thing is your portfolio, whether the market is going up and down, there is an expectation that the wealth manager advises you in a way that it does better things. That is given. Now, the rest and all comes together to make that happen. Um, now, there are a lot of tools um, now artificial intelligence, machine learning, they all come to help the wealth manager do a better job to manage your money. That's, that's really the case. But to answer your question, we go there. And sometimes people say it is preservation only. And I kind of say, hey, you need to make money at the right time. You need to preserve. And when at the time of retirement, you need to know the deaccumulation. How do you take the money right? All of these are very important. It's just not like you just grab the money wherever you want at the time of retirement. There is a whole new um, you know, piece in wealth management of the accumulation. Strategically, you need to place it. Now with the, um, you know, the life uh, span is expanding, uh, there's a lot more there on how much money you need to save for retirement and take it out. So the wealth manager needs to do a lot of things besides just making money, even though I just said they have to make a money. So that's kind of me uh, making that expectation. If S&P is up like 19%, do you expect the wealth manager to make more than 19%? Maybe some people do. So um, for me, it's preservation, make it and also make sure it's available at the right time. And there are other complications, you know, estate planning, tax advantages, global um, investment, all of those things comes as well. So besides breathing down your neck, Rob, what else would your management do so that the business outcome is achieved? Just putting more pressure on you or wealth manager or the support system is not going to cut it. There has to be some creativity, some innovation, some ingenuity which needs to be fostered 
across the company? What, what is being done or what is being thought of doing there? Yeah, so as Ron pointed out, execution is where the rubber meets the road ultimately. Um, our customers need to know that they can count on us to deliver um, solutions that not only meet but exceed the needs of their customers today can prepare foundationally for tomorrow. And quite frankly, uh, there's a lot of ambiguity and unknowns about tomorrow. Um, That aside, what they also need to know and understand and demand from us is they need to know that we're committed to them, that we're invested in them. I I would submit to you that's a differentiator for Jack Henry. Uh, We spend an enormous amount of time um, differentiating ourselves from others in the marketplace by showing our investment in our customers. It's only after we start with an understanding of what what challenges they're facing can we then show empathy and then, of course, take that empathy to to action. Um, And then we can invest uh, our number one resource, which is our people, um, to to helping our customers solve their problems, their challenges. Uh, As you might imagine, while every uh, customer in some regards is a snowflake to a certain degree, there's a lot of common threads that we're hearing from customers. Uh, you know, when they come to us and, and, and ask us to, to speed up the delivery of a product or a service uh, so that it can be consumed, um, they, they are doing so with an understanding that it may not be perfect right out of the gate, but it, would, it will be perfect in time. And when the product or service does not deliver as advertised or as expected, they want to know we're there that we're showing urgency, that we're showing a sense of commitment to, to fi- figuring it out and sorting through the details. So, so again, I, I, I think we stick to very common threads, the, the threads that have built Jack Henry over the course of, of decades, uh, and it will still remain a key component of what we do going forward for years to come. So, Ram, if you were to think about the concept of digital, it was not created that you automate more functions alone or you just you know, put an AI bot there. It was to fundamentally rethink the kind of uh, experience you want to deliver to those customers. If I were to think of an utopic vision of wealth management, fully exploiting digital, what would that look like? Yeah, so so you you kind of uh, you know started that piece on experience. So let me let me explain that uh, how the term technology, the digital, the experience come and what happens to a wealth manager. Now, uh, just to let you know, like we the BNY Mellon Pershing, um, we are um, a clearing settlement custodian and solution providers to many institutions that that's wealth management. So we are kind of in a, in a spot where we supply uh, technology capabilities and products so the wealth management firms can actually operate. That's kind of what we do. So we kind of know different type of wealth managers and what they need. So it's not one size fit all. Think about it, right? There are wealth management in banks, there are wealth management insurance company. There are RIAs. So there are all, they, they all cater to different segments of the client in a different type of experience they deliver. So let's talk about digital. Now, before you talk about digital and how it looks, one needs to know what do they do? What does a wealth manager do on a day-to-day? Meaning in a simple term, you know, they kind of prospect. 
right? They kind of give a proposal. They will onboard the client. Then they will work with them, right, in terms of uh, keeping that relationship going. And at some point in time, as I said, they will help them transfer the asset and deaccumulate. It's kind of what they do. Now, every step of the way, you need to make that you know, interaction much more enjoyable. So it's not about, digital is not about throwing technology, new technology, and too cool technology. It is making that particular task complete in the right way that actually makes the client very happy. That's the key thing. And so it could be different for different client. A high net worth individual wants it different, whereas a mass affluent client wants it different. So you need to kind of understand and give them what they really need. The millennial investor may want it very different, right? So the application of digital is not technology is what I'm saying. And how it is going to look like, the question you asked, it's going to look like based on the segment that you're serving, based on what you're trying to do and applying the right digital technology for that particular journey that the wealth manager and their client are taking. So Ram, what if you played Steve Jobs for a second and show them the dream they did not even have yet? What can digital bring as possibilities? What would those look like? Some of those examples. First, thank you very much for giving me that uh, Steve Jobs care to put <laughs> a little bit of time. I really love it. Uh, I, I, you know, he's my inspiration person. You know, I'll tell you, when you do a project, what Steve Jobs said is, listen, listen to a client, but sometimes you shouldn't listen because they will tell you only what they know. They don't know what they don't know yet. So it's very, very important. So you ask me a question. Okay, what do you think in digital, Rom, you will apply? This is what I would do. I want the technology to tell or to do everything and just the wealth manager to be on an autopilot mode, right? So I'm having the technologies are there, artificial intelligence, machine learning, AR, VR. I could go on and on on this technology. How do I use all of this look at the data and the client needs and kind of use the wealth manager as my expert consultator, but actually not make him do all the operational pieces and just do the business and the goodness for the client. That's what I would do. It's like a wealth manager tech digital in a box that is completely a digital assistant. That's going to do for the wealth manager. So, Rob, coming to you from the same question I asked Ram, I'll ask you differently. And Rob, uh, Ram, thank you so much for your response in terms of getting digital to become an assistant to the wealth manager. But then wealth manager plus digital, one plus one should not be equal to one. Because for a wealth manager, they say, oh, why are you different? Because we use digital. Okay, how did you become digital? Because I got my wealth manager to not do the grunt work and just be working with you. But what's the value did I get? You get the same value. I don't think so. They would appreciate that. So what more digital or by the very inclusion of digital will bring to a wealth manager, which will give him that wow effect, which could be the reason you'll attract more, you will retain more and you'll satisfy people 10x if you had to. Sure. So, um, you know, Ron pointed out some really um, profound uh, things when when he responded to your question. The first is uh, not to essentially give your customer 
what they're asking for, but rather to give them what they need. And, and to, to the point Rob made, uh, they may not quite have a sense for what they truly need uh, because th- what they believe is being asked of them is not a- being uh, capable of being delivered through technology by itself. So, you know, I learned a long time ago from a CIO that was a strong mentor to me, who's a Chicago man, um, that um, ultimately um, when you think about technology it's uh, and digital certainly the digital uh, technologies they're enablers at the end of the day all technology does is allows you to run a process faster if the process is broken to begin with all you're going to do is run the process faster it's still a broken process so you really have to dig deep into the process and ask yourself show courage to, to change that process. If the process doesn't work for, for an analog world, then it's not going to work in a digital world. Digital is not going to fix that. And, and showing courage and commitment to your customer to tell them that. And, and, and it may be a very spirited and perhaps even a combative conversation at times because they are insisting that they know their customer very, very well. And you have to pick and choose your spot there. And at the end of the day, that's why we focus so hard at Jack Henry on the relationship with the customer. We are just as invested in their customers as they are. And and the only way we can illustrate that is to bring the knowledge and the value that we have, not just about technology per se, but also how technology can be implemented to enable the outcomes they're telling us they need. Wish I wish that Sanjogal was a billionaire, right? Someone comes to BNY Mellon and BNY Mellon says, okay, work with Jack Henry and you guys have to wow me. Wow me beyond what you did in like a year and a half before pre-COVID. What would you have done differently where you, you, you and you came with a claim that, hey, you've digital enabled your wealth management function. Tell me what new, more or different are you offering me so that I even consider you or if I'm working with you, I stay with you. Ram, this is a question for you. Yes. So Sanjog, welcome to BNY Mellon with that billion dollars. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so, so here is the thing, right? So you come to us with a certain need or a purpose, you have a certain goal. So in your onboarding process, we need to understand what do you really need? That's the key thing. Now, once that is set, which is a very basic thing for every client, you need to do that, right? And then how do you like the service to be offered? Because sometimes you with a billion dollar doesn't want to be bothered with the text message that we sent you on what is called uh, you know, two-factor authentication, but sometimes you may want to. So it is about understanding the client need, your need. How do you work? How do you want to deal with the technology? How do you want to do it? And based on that, we customize. So let's say you are extremely digital savvy. I'm just, you know, trying to make sure that you know everything digitally. Yes, we will make sure that 
you know, you get, for example, you don't get any physical statement. We will, we will send you everything digital. Every fund transfer happens digital. We get notified. We get give you when somebody else is doing a transaction on your behalf. We also plug you in the middle to keep you in the loop. So we could go on and on to be digitally you are enabled and also to figure out how much you are enabled to do it. That's the key thing here right? Because sometimes it's overwhelming. You don't want it. You want everything to happen. How do you get your performance report to be told? How you're performing, whether you want a monthly meeting or a quarterly meeting, how do you want to get that meeting done? So all of these will happen to you, Sanjog. It's, it's about not one size fit all, is to customizing based on what you really need. Sometimes you may say, hey, listen, I want, I'm a self-service. I'm a digitally savvy person. I want to do everything on my own because I can do it. Even though you have a billion dollar and if that's what you want to do, yeah, we need to enable it. So it's about creating that experience that you work with BNY Mellon Pershing, that you satisfy you. That's what this technology is going to do, not to just throw all technology at you. So Ram, can you make me more money by using digital or that's still always going to remain more nothing more than a toolkit? No, no, it's, it's not that, you know, the technology is not going to make money by itself, but it's going to help the portfolio manager. It's going to help the advisor who's doing, you know, who's, who's really managing your money. So they are using that as a help and assist them, right? See, risk management on a portfolio. Now you may come and say, you know what, I want all my portfolio to be um, environmental, sustainable gold company, you know, ESG-based company. So then they will use technology to figure out how to construct that portfolio. Now, that may make money and that may even tell you what the interest is. So it's all not about making money, but even for portfolio management, there is a lots of technology and digital capabilities available for asset managers that actually optimizes that piece also. Let's take a quick break, listeners. We'll be right back after these messages. And... Um, Rob, when I come back, let's talk about uh, the culture, the processes, the mindset. I know you touched a little bit on it, but let's go dig deeper to say if it's a financial services firm, which is trying to leverage digital and all evolve their competencies and capabilities and their people and their culture to become the best they can be. What would that look like? What that transformational incremental efforts or incremental goals would look like, which will look like a stencil or a blueprint for any other financial services to follow that if you put this culture in place, these kind of process optimization, this kind of mindset, then you're good. What would that look like? And how would the change management effort look like for them to get there? Please stay tuned listeners. We'll be right back. Are you holding back from embarking on your transformation journey due to the uncertainty of business value and associated risks? What if you had a partner who could contractually guarantee cost, time, and effort saving, and new revenue potential from day one? Introducing Digital Managed Services by Hexaware. With its unique model, Hexaware turbocharges your digital transformation across both front and back office operations and delivers it at lower cost, reduced effort, improved efficiency, and higher straight-through processing while opening new avenues of revenue generation contractually guaranteed from day one. 
To learn more, visit hexaware.com today. Today, enterprise technology is both strategic and global. Each week on CTN CIO Talk Network, IT thought leaders from around the world share their experience with listeners as they discuss with Sunjog All how they are trimming costs and partnering with business to innovate and help IT become more competitive, better care for customers, and improve the corporate bottom line. If you want to keep up with IT thought leadership, listen to CTN CIO Talk Network with Sunjog All at CIO Talk Network. You are listening to CTN, CIO Talk Network, with Sunjoe Gall. To learn more about our program, please visit CIOTalkNetwork.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. So, in the first segment here, uh, both Ram and Rob, both of you shared you know, what a customer wants, how do you go about dealing with them, what is expected. But it's not going to just happen by itself. There needs to be a very specific approach to transformation we'll have to bring about. And Rob, to that end, let's talk to you on the specific elements, which are mindset, the process changes, the cultural transformation or optimization that needs to happen at a financial services firm so that they can exploit digital fully. What are those? That's number one part of the question. Then the second is what specific approach to change management? Have people tried which to, to that end? What has worked and where are the struggles? It's a loaded question, but start with the first one. Let's inventory the mindset, the process changes, and the cultural optimization that needs to happen. Yeah, so uh, it really starts with change management and how an organization embraces change. Look, change is scary. It's exciting. It's exhilarating. It's frustrating. There's all sorts of different words to describe it. The one thing that you have to focus on foundationally is an openness to change. Um, As scary as, as change is, don't be afraid to fail. You're going to fail. It's through those failures that you learn. It's through that learning process that you grow. It's through that growth process that you apply what you've learned to deliver the new and exciting outcomes or alter your, your business plan, your roadmap to, to get from point A to point B. Don't be afraid to change course. You might be middle way between point A and point B and determine you don't want to go to point B anymore. You now want to go to point C because there's some a, a, a impacting event that is now triggering you to bypass uh, point B altogether and go to a point C. And it, and it always starts with people. You have to uh, show the courage and the commitment to get out of your own way sometimes. And what I mean by that is oftentimes we get lulled into this uh, frame of mind where, well, we've never done it this way. We've always done it this way. We can't do it this way. And, and so you need to get out of your own way by showing a little courage. Uh, I talked a little bit earlier about uh, showing courage with your customer to when, when they're telling you they want something from you, show courage and make sure you repeat back to them what you believe you feel they're asking you for, which is different from what you will deliver ultimately, because based on what you bring to the table as their trusted advisor, their partner. Uh, sure. You, at the end of the day at Jack Henry, we can sell technology. 
But we don't look at ourselves as selling technology in as much as we sell partnership and solution. And, and part of that partnership and solutioning process means we're picking the right technology for that moment in need, the, the right approach for that moment in need. And oftentimes that might differ from what everyone else is doing. And, and again, that all boils back down to one thing in my mind, courage and commitment to the customer and the user experience. So, so thanks, Rob. I, I like that way you put it. But, um, uh, what I want to add is whether it's technology, digital operation, our goal is to deliver our clients the best experience. That's kind of what it is. Now, it's all about how we do it. Um, now, technology, digital, I use both being a CIO and love technology and applying technology all these years, 20, 30 years of my career. So for me, the tech and digital kind of overlaps very much. Um, so I look technology-enabled business. Now, I look at it as technology-driven business. So there's a big difference because it is not more an enabler. It's how it's driving. With that in mind, when, when the, the delivering experience, Sanjog, it's all about culture, meaning it's not about technology or ops. It's about culture, the people, how they look at the client experience. That's the key. But let me, let me go one more level down on the process. See, normally when we wanted to do anything in technology or ops or any service, first we need to deliver. So we deliver by creating our own internal process on how that gets delivered. But the next most important challenge that you will face or we all face is adoption. See, whatever you deliver, has it been used by people? So now let me ask you this question is very near and dear to us because we always talk about it internally is, do you get your financial statement mailed or do you get it electronically right now? Let me ask you that. You know, Electronically, still, yeah. You do electronically, that means you're totally, totally tech, you know, digital enabled. But there's a lot of people who still want paper and we don't know why. So the idea is to understand what their challenge is, why they want it in paper, why they cannot have it digitally and go to a place and look at it, uh, you know, for X number of years online. So that's the experience or the need that we need to understand. That is called how do we improve adoption? That's the next process it's going to happen. I mean, now everybody deposit their check by scanning. But first of all, I would ask you, why do you even want to write a check? Can you do another way of sending the money? But we do have a checkbook and we do. Interestingly, nowadays, when you order a checkbook, they only give you a very minimum number of leaves as a default. I saw that from the bank. They don't give you like hundreds of them. So, so the, it's changing. And, and the last part in my three-step process, which is deliver, adopt, or adoption, and the third is experience. That's a feedback we need to get. Hey, we delivered something to you. You're using it. Do you like what we delivered? If not, you got to go back in a loop. So this is the internal process we go through. I'm sure most companies kind of does the similar process. Is They deliver the digital technology, they campaign for an adoption, and they get a feedback, and then they got to go back and redo it. So ultimately, everything comes down to delivering the best experience to your client. So, you know, uh, Rob, we spoke and both you and Ram spoke about the how, right? 
So a wealth, a wealthy person, they are not still, I'm sure most of them are not, I know there is a percentage of them that they want paper statements, but just talking about paper statement versus electronic statement could be seen as a dated question to ask itself. But frankly, they say, okay, whether you give me electronic or paper statement, I'm, I'm going to stay with you if you grow my money. So that means the changes that they're expecting is still, they don't care about digital, non-digital. That's a behind the scenes. It's like a black box. So if you're a black box and if you had to deliver better, not just a paper statement, electronic statement, but to deliver right results timely. And for that, you have to do proper research and quality and, and the timeliness of research is good. And then your internal workflows that are improved and your communication, the approaches they used to communicate with your customers and the way you share your data with them, all of that needs to be optimized. That is the outcome which a customer is going to see. I mean, not looking inward, but looking outside in. There's a difference, right? And looking using digital to looking outside in is, is what a wealth manager, what is going to connect us better with what a, a, a wealthy customer wants from us. Looking inward would always make us feel, okay, let's optimize our operations, but that's not fully exploiting digital. That's like age-old IT that we have been doing for so long. How would you how would you help the organization see outside in as a wealth manager leveraging digital? Yeah, it's an interesting question uh, for a variety of reasons. Here's the way I see it. So I'll, I'll stay with the black box nomenclature that you'd offered. Um, I would submit to you that um, most providers of uh, technology uh, services um, are quite good. In fact, exceptional. Uh, and it's very hard to differentiate one over the other. So I guess if we were to distill this down to something fairly common to most of us, a smartphone, whether you have an Android powered device or an uh, Apple powered device, most devices offer exceptional uh, end user experience, uh, a, a deep level of understanding around a user experience, uh, coupled with um, uh, an illustration where uh, they continue to innovate the platform to where it uh, provides more value uh, year after year, release after release. For Jack Henry, again, I keep going back to the same common denominator. Our differentiator is that we're bringing uh, 7,000 plus associates of Jack Henry, those are what we refer to as our employees, uh, forward in, uh, in an effort to help assist our customers to drive the outcomes that they're looking to drive at the pace that they're looking to drive them. And ultimately, it's that level of commitment, passion, and energy that we bring to our industry, to our customers, to their customers, that is a differentiator for us. Um, while the technology, the black box, if you will, will be quite good for Jack Henry as it is for our competition. Again, our differentiator is how we culturally understand the demands being placed on our customers, and more importantly, how we show that we're committed to helping them achieve their goals and objectives, which, you know, look, everybody wants to make money. And at the end of the day, that's critically important. But what's also important is sustainability to where, you know, when something goes bump in the night and it's not right, you have someone on the other end of the phone that is just as committed, if not more so, to solving that issue than you and your people are. And when you don't see that, in other words, when you're paying for a solution from a partner and you're not seeing that same level of urgency, 
that is when the light bulb tends to go off and you start asking yourself, am I aligned with the right partner? So, 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 so you asked the question about how from an external, you know, from outside in point of view, um, and I, I want to tell you the outside in point of view, not, not about operations. I know we, we, we're not talking about internal piece. An outside point of view, the experience, the client normally looks at it at three points. One is, what is the best moment they had or the worst moment? That's what is going to stick at them, right? But at the end, how did they come out of that interaction? So those are the three things, right? So when a wealth manager interacts with a client, that's what, hey, listen, I'm going to onboard this client. You, you came up with a billion dollar, right, to be in my mind, and we're going to onboard you. And when you come up with that, it is the best, the worst, and how did you end up? Or the three main things you're going to rate us. And this is where we're going to use the digital to say, hey, you onboarded so, so good. But there were some bumps, but you just love the best moment. And it all happened within less than 24 hours. I'm just making it up. And that's what you really liked. And that's going to stand out. So it's not like 100% everything, everything, even though that's what we all want to shoot for. But the client looks at the best moment, the worst moment, and how they ended the journey with you or the interaction with you. So if the worst stays up really, really big, yeah, you're going to lose the client. And you got to be really, really careful that, that you don't want that to happen. So it's all about, I wanted to say, the technology, the way in which you uh, operate, the way the, tech, um, the digital gets, everything comes to the experience and how you interact with that company or the wealth manager. So, Ram, to that, uh, you know, the response that you give, let me ask you this. Would you still say you have still customers who want to be dealt with in a legacy way or have they cut over for good to digital because it will be unnecessary for you to carry two flavors of your experiences? Yeah. So, so yeah, we do have clients who want it in certain ways. See, this is where the training, the education Meaning, think about it. We talked about, um, you know, Steve Jobs and iPhone people where people loved the other phone with the flip and a touchpad. And when he, when that was introduced, it took X years and now everybody has a smartphone. It took a while for adoption and learning. Similarly, in all the other wealth management digital technology, there is a learning curve. There is a training curve. That needs to happen. Sanjog, you know, people hate the login to the websites we provide. They don't like the challenge question or the knowledge questions, you know. So they want to make that easier. So people say, hey, listen, I just want to call you. Tell me everything. Well, they don't, they don't want to do self-service because they're not savvy to go to a website. There are people like that too. So we need to cater to all this type of different segments. I don't want to say we're 100%. There are some firms, by the way, I don't want to, I don't want to miss that. There are from some firms who completely start digital and they are 100% digital. They are like that as well. Um, so this is, I would say, in any new technology is going to take its you know, adoption curve. Today, we talked about what is there right now. Okay, let me talk, let me, let me tell you this about, let, what do we talk about autonomous car? You think everybody is going to buy self-driving car? They love the conveniences. They want it, but it's going to take its adoption. 
of, of, uh, of that particular technology, right? Will you use AR and VR and look at the statement just like that tomorrow? No, you would rather want to see it in a computer or in a paper. You don't want to see a virtual reality of the statement showing up of your bank statement, correct? So this is all going to take some time is what I'm saying. Now we all know, I mean, let me, let me you, know, you know, we used to go to a shop and buy things. 2020 change that everybody is ordering online and bringing it, everything being delivered, right? So, so this is necessity, need, how does the client react? What are they comfortable with? All of this plays an important role in adoption. It's not one size fit all. That's what I want to say. So Rob, we know that digital comes, it's almost like, you know, you might secure your fort and when with digital, you drill quite a few windows, which is security and privacy risks. And frankly, wealthy person who works with you would love the wow factor, but would not want to have his money or his or her money or uh, other assets being put at risk. And also there is compliance risk. There are big penalties for the wealth management firm to have breaches happen. How do you see companies dealing with it? It's not new for breaches to happen. It's not new for people to have issues, but digital on one hand, it helps you in improving the experience, but it also increases the chances of potential breaches or losses that could be caused due to it. So what's the approach that you've seen progressive financial services firms taking where they are balancing out or rather always keeping security and privacy first agenda while successfully delivering on the digital promise? Yeah, it's a great question, Sanjog. At the end of the day, um, while we want to move quickly, uh, we want to have a level of agility to be able to turn left when we have to go left and turn right when we have to go right. It, we're not willing to compromise on security uh, because it, a security event, uh, a breach is very impactful in a, in a variety of ways. Uh, not only is it, uh, inter- does it introduce fear, uncertainty, and doubt, but it also uh, destroys and erodes your credibility, the, the credibility you have with your customer, the credibility that they have with their customer that you've worked so hard to cultivate for years uh, more often than not. And so you really cannot afford to take your eye off the security ball. You have to uh, bring your A game every day to ensure that not only are you focused on today's mo- uh, modern threats, but also threats for tomorrow. Um, times of uncertainty like we're facing today um, only uh, accelerate threat actors, people that have nefarious intentions. Uh, We're seeing an unprecedented number of risks that are hitting our business uh, and that we have to stay on top of, um, which is uh, really part of our narrative, our message back to our customer, that while we're moving forward with digital technologies that will help drive the outcomes that you and your customers are seeking. We are doing it without taking on additional risk for uh, compromising the security uh, of the user experience. Uh, Our customers just are not compromising in that area. They can't afford to compromise. Uh, We have seen the rapid demise of really well-known companies 
brand names in our industry, outside of our industry, in a matter of days, if not um, hours, really, by a breach where there was a magnitude to a level where people thought there was an effort to conceal or cover up and not step out and own. So uh, for us, it's making sure that if something bad does happen, that we are there quickly with the right narrative for our customer, giving them as much transparency as we possibly can at that moment in time and asking them for patience and, and understanding as we're reeling from whatever is transpiring, trying to understand it so that we can effectively take the right course of action. Because when you have a breach, time is critically of the, of the essence. And you, you have to ensure that your first step, your second step are the right steps forward. Because if they're not, you have cost yourself precious time and your ability to, to respond quickly, swiftly, properly, is compromised at that point. So, you know, as much as we would like to to say, hey, we're gonna come, we're gonna accept a little more risk with the digital platform because it gives the speed and agility we need. Jack Henry just isn't willing to compromise on the security side. So we will we might be a step or two behind, but it's with purpose. Yeah, um, I just want to add that. Yeah, this is one of the most important um, topic. Um, and as you all, we all agree that now people are, are all working remote. So the endpoints are changed. Um, and also you're introducing newer technology. So look, the bad actors are also working on all those parts. So that means our alertness and our you know, views and how we approach is all extreme. It's top of the agenda in, in all, every company, I would say. Um, so the approach... Um, is zero trust approach, meaning it's not like, uh, you, you know, you say someone is okay. No, no, you have to go with zero trust. Don't give anything to anybody and then start, you know, giving certain permissions. That's kind of the approach you need to, you need to take. So in the wealth management space, certainly um, the topics of account take, takeover is, is there. You know, people try to lose their credentials and somebody else may use, you know, wire transfers is another area. So there's, a, there's a quite a lot of things are happening, even on the existing technology. And then the newer technologies, right? Uh, as and when you bring new, that's still not completely checked. So what we do is we need to go through, um, even in the initial development stage, we go through security, uh, we call it DevSecOps, which is, completely look at uh, the security aspect of the device. And that's one of the reasons it also takes a little time uh, because uh, you have all these voice assistants. Now, these voice assistants, as an example, doesn't understand your voice print and check, meaning, um, see, these are, it's a nice technology, all the voice assistants, but um, it still needs to improve from a security aspect to do some sensitive or, you know, important transactions. Um, and the last one I want to touch is data privacy. You know, while we talk about cybersecurity, the private data that you have and how that gets shared and where that travels, that's another area, especially with these new, new devices on what they save and new technology. So cyber, it's a very, very hot topic on everybody's mind. Um, and uh, the challenges on, on the bad actors moving into all these places is also increasingly, increasingly 
going up and uh, in terms of uh, our investments in protecting uh, is, is, is getting extremely hard, I would say. It's, it's a, one of the top topics uh, for any technology team's agenda. So one last question for you guys. Um, so Rob, I'll start with you, just 30 seconds. If you were to assume the role of a wealth management company's business leader, what would you fix in yourself so that you can meet the wealth manager's agenda? Yeah, ultimately, um, I would want to have a clear understanding of uh, how the business's uh, trajectory moving forward meets and exceeds the needs of their customer base. And I would want to ensure that there was some alignment there. And once I understood where the alignment point is, then and only then would I start looking at the technology aspect. I would I would first start with the people. Where do we do we have the right people to deliver the outcomes uh, that the business wants to drive forward? Number one. Number two. Do we have the right process to drive the outcomes? And then only thirdly do I look at the technology aspect. Most times the temptation and urge is to to, to find. The, um, the technology first, and oftentimes you don't implement the technology right because either you don't have the right people or your process won't support it. So, uh, Jay, uh, so Ram, one final question for you, and I still have two minutes, so I'll, I'll have to close too, so, so 30 seconds for you. Now let's have you talk as an IT leader for a wealth management company. What would you fix in yourself so um, that... You, Go ahead. So you can deliver on the digital enabled better wealth management service to that wealth, uh, wealthy customer and, and become the force, someone who can connect to the retention and the attracting of the new customer and the growth of the wealth management bus- business to the, your contribution as an IT leader. What would you change in yourself? One thing. The first thing I would do is don't come up with the tech solution and look for a problem. No, I would understand the wealth manager's problem that they're facing and apply the technology to that problem. So it's, it's, it's not like many times people say, hey, we got to use AI, we got to use blockchain. I love all the technology, but understand the problem, apply the right technology and be a technology driven company. I would recommend to be completely technology-driven because that's going to help, but also apply those in the right problem spaces. Once again, thank you so much, Ram and Rob, for sharing your insights and thoughts about how organizations can improve their wealth management function, include using digital, and help that wealthy customer even become wealthier and get a great experience throughout the process. So thanks so much for your input again. So on behalf of being my mom Pershing and myself, Ram Nagapan, I thank you, Sanjay, for having me here today. Thank you. Yes, and I'd like to echo that. Um, on behalf of Jack Henry and Associates, uh, I want to thank you for the opportunity uh, today. It was really an enjoying time. Have a great day. Thank you so much. And listeners, please connect us on our social media platforms and subscribe to our podcast on the multiple podcast syndication platforms we are on. And once again, thank you for listening to CTN. This is your host, Sanjog All. Till next week, take care and God bless. 
Thank you for tuning in to CTN, CIO Talk Network, with your host, Sunjo Gall. To learn more about our program or for show archives, comments, or questions, please visit CIOTalkNetwork.com. Thank you again for listening. 